0: And welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. And uh, we try to share with you every week uh, thoughts and ideas of what's happened to us in the business and also in our marriage because it all kind of goes together in our lives, right, Allison? So it's been kind of a stressful week, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's been stressful. A little bit.
1: Yeah. You know, when you've got you've got that work cup and you've got that home cup and sometimes they're even and sometimes one it needs more love and sometimes the other one needs more love. I feel like everything needs love this week.
0: Yeah, it's like both cups are overflowing this week and we can't seem to like shut the spigot off for either of them is what it feels like. So we lost – we had to put down our cat this week.
1: Yeah, my first baby.
0: Yeah, your first. Before we had our kids, we had our cat, what, 13, 14 years? Yeah, 13 years. And uh, so he just uh, was old and – it was time to, to put old Sammy out the pasture.
1: Yep. Poor Sammy Adams. You know, he was, he's been sick for the last couple of months, but we knew, I re- realized the other day that like he, it was time to go. So I feel bad because I feel bad that I had to put him down, but I also feel bad that he was sick. So I didn't want him to be to suffer but it was it was time but it doesn't make it any easier
0: and then on top of that we are starting in like sort of dribs and drabs and trickles of information get our 2020 2021 school plan uh to start the school year from uh, for our kids so that's been sort of stressful yeah
1: school have announced the official plan the same day i put the cat down um which was the plan we'd been talking about all kind of all summer but making it real then you have all these other questions and thoughts and stress and the information always comes out at nine o'clock at night. And so I was just being done being an adult this week.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then on top of that, on the work side of things, it's been super hectic in our office with, you know, people calling in and wanting to hire us to do work, which is great, but can also be a different kind of stress. Right. right?
1: There's good busy and bad busy. This is like... It's a
0: very good busy,
1: good busy. Yeah. but trying to make everybody happy is bad.
0: <laughs> right, it's hard to keep everybody's expect everybody happy and in a good space. And then you know, and then with all of that, as we as we found out, at least, and I, I don't know what it's like in your business, but in our business, coming back after the COVID break that kind of happened in the in the spring. It's we're trying to get everybody's head wrapped around working again.
1: I feel like people forgot what our systems were and things that we've done for years. It was like, oh no, I'm not doing that. And my question is, why we've never stopped doing that? Why all of a sudden did you just decide we're not doing that as part of our system anymore? Start doing it again.
0: Yeah, so everybody's kind of had COVID brain coming back. So we're we're trying to push our employees to to you know the, the rest of our team to really get back in the swing of things more, you know, and it's been, and that's been something that's been going on for the past three and a half months that we've been back in the office, but it's just been more and more and more and
1: more. I feel like in some ways it's kind of like when you come back to work after having a baby, you've got baby brain. Like there are things that you're like, oh yeah, of course we always did that. But for some reason you just don't remember.
0: So you looked over at me, uh, the other day, Friday, I think it was, and you said, I am just done adulting. Yep.
1: (laughs) Done. Just done making decisions and being in charge and just burnt. Just burnt. But I hate the word adulting. It just feels so whiny and babyish. Um, For those of you guys who don't know, adulting is like a fairly new phrase it came into popularity what sometime around 2008 2009 in the webster dictionary uses the fir- phrase to like do things that adults regularly have to do it's one of those things like mundane reality things like pay your bills and go grocery shopping and i feel like it was a phrase that millennials or younger early 20 year olds were using because they'd never been taught how to be a grown up but like when we came into our into our 20s yeah you're just a grown up and you just have to suck it up and be a grown up. It wasn't like a thing you were doing.
0: <laughs> right. And I agree with you. Like, I hate that phrase because it does. It sounds super whiny. It sounds like, oh, you know, I can't handle the, the everyday responsibilities of life. And I can remember like as a kid, especially probably probably when I was in my, you know, teens, early teens and talking to my father and my uncles and aunts and talking about how I can't wait to be an adult so I can do this and I can do that. And then always saying to me, listen, don't wish your life away. You don't you enjoy your life as a kid cuz things get much harder when you're an adult and in a lot of ways they do and in a lot of ways they aren't but um but yeah i feel like i feel like it, it even though we say that phrase sometimes and we use that word sometimes um that it is sort of a cop out phrase
1: yeah well i mean well, I was at the vet with my mom putting my cat to sleep, my boys were kayaking and playing in the lake and hanging out, and they're sad about the cat, but the the physical act of do, dealing with it was nobody's responsibility but mine, so it's fatiguing. Um, I feel like sometimes you have everything under control and you know what the plan is and life is ticking along at a manageable pace and... You are getting the to-dos done that need to get done to move you forward, and then other days you just feel like it's all hitting the fan, and you're running around trying to pick up the pieces so you can smush them all back together again.
0: No, and I and I and it is true, And and I think the challenge, and especially at the station in life that we're at now, that we have our own business that we're operating and running with, you know, 15 plus employees, we've got. Um, The two kids at home and everything else on top of that, we're both involved in external organizations, be it, you know, stuff for our kids like Little League or, or Cub Scouts or other things and other organizations for networking and business like you're you're involved in a lot with and me, too. Like, I feel like you start to look at everything you're doing with and you're like why am i ba- why am i trying to balance and juggle all of this and i think that's where you look at it and have to have some perspective on being able to manage what is the most important at that time
1: right and i know that you know with work life balance you often look at the steps those steps that everything's not equally important at the same time and trying to figure out what things you can just focus on and do well um, and then sometimes as a couple like You just want to freak out. And how have we, I feel like we, in a lot of ways, have come to know each other well enough to know how do we handle it when one person is freaking out or... Yeah,
0: I think that we started... Pretty early on in our relationship. I I guess I, I don't I can't tell you when we t- had talked about it or figured I don't think out. we talked
1: about it. I think it's been an unwritten rule. Only one of us is allowed to be crazy at once. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like so we've always had like, okay, if I'm freaking out today, you know, Allison's gonna be the one who is gonna be grounded and, and bring me, you know. And very rarely, there are times I think but very rarely do we both freak out at the same time. I
1: think the day we put the cat down, um, not, neither of us were on the same page. We didn't communicate well. Things that I just assumed, I just assumed we were going to put the bury the cat after the kids went to bed, but you invited the boys to help. And so it was, then the boys were upset. Um, and not that that was a dig on you. It was just, we were both in our own headspace and where we typically would have, stepped aside and talked to each other, we just didn't. We
0: had kind of lost all organization on that day that we normally have, you know, control over. And it's fine. You're going to have that happen. You're going to have days where you lose it all. But we had lost all of that in that one day and then I think what sort of happened is it just snowballed as the day went on because we were also getting the information about school and we were having to deal with the cat and I had to come home early from work and dig a hole in the backyard. So we had a place to put the cat. So, the, you know, there was just like all of these things I think we were not on the on the same page with. And we were and during all of that, we were just like, okay, what do we do with the kids for today? So, it, you know. And then, on, so with that said, so we dealt with all the cat stuff and then we moved on to dealing with the school stuff and now we're at a point for the both of us and and this is a conversation that we may even talk about again because we don't even know where we stand on what do we do now that we have a plan the school has a plan
1: right and i think that this is the conversation that millions of americans are talking about
0: and i was talking to a friend of ours a, a, a friend of ours um that we know that is a school board member in a in a town and i was asking her you know how are you going about making the process for these schools and all that? And she was kind of telling me, she's like, we feel like there's no right answer. And there isn't. And I feel bad for all of these teachers and school board members and administrators that have to try to make these decisions that you you have no ability to make everybody happy with these decisions. And so for us now, we're, we're trying to weigh, well, what are our options? What do we do? And that's another stressful thing to have to kind of figure.
1: And out. our kids are getting both options. We have one that's told he's going to be in full time and one that's told he's going to be hybrid. And I don't like either of them. So even within myself, like we're getting hit with both options and I'm not happy. Nothing's going to be happy except for this pandemic to be over and for us to find a new normal. What is going to be best for our family and safest for our family and work best for us to manage work-life balance? Because not just being an employee where you have to deal with your boss, we also have to deal with teaching our kids at school and dozens of people work under us and rely on us so there's that added stress of it's not just your boss you have to make happy with your schedule it's i need to keep all of these other families employed
0: yeah exactly and and i think that that's where you know you have to you as a as a married couple owning a business and operating our house and our business together you know you have to always be we have to always be talking to each other we have to always make sure that we're on the same page and there are going to be times that we're going to slip and it's not going to be perfect but we have to try to be tenacious about the fact that like every night every morning whatever it needs to be we need to be on the same page with how today is going to operate and even if you have to look at it in that much of a microcosm and you say okay here's today i mean you and i tend to look at weeks at a time and then we have quarterly meetings and we talk about everything
1: yeah but i think since we've been going through this it's been much more I everything has been much more microscopic yeah. um, and i think that that's going to continue for us we've got our big picture we're still checking in on that but keeping it in small manageable bites i think it's going to be the best thing to do you know using our planners to break everything down deciding what our values are and taking it one step at a time with that are the things that are coming at us when we put them into perspective where do they really fit
0: right and so that was going to be my next question which is how, how are we Um, And this is sort of ever evolving. I know the answer is, you know, kind of ephemeral and out there, but like, how are we sort of determining what is the thing that we need to be dealing with at that time? When you have a million things coming at you at a time, like, how do you determine, you know, what, what, what is the thing you have to deal with now versus what is the thing that can be put on the back?
1: I think for me right now, what I'm dealing with is what are the things that need to be dealt with so that we're in a good position for things to smooth flow more smoothly when our kids are back in school. If the reality is that I'm not going to be in the office and I'm going to have to work around their schedule, what do I need to be getting in place now? Um, I've talked to some of my staff about what are the things that that they're going to take off my plate? What does my production manager need to make his job flow more smoothly so that there's less stress on him so that we can have all of those things in place in the next five weeks. Um, you know, are our staffing needs right for what's coming down the pipeline and how soon do we need to be adjusting that?
0: And I think, you know, from uh, our side of it, a personal side of it too, like you and I are going to have to over the next, you know, month, couple of weeks really start to buckle down on, okay, you're in charge of these things at home and I'm in charge of these things with the kids or you're in charge of these things at work and I'm in charge of these things at work and really stay on top of that because I think there's going to be a lot of things that I'm going to have to take off of your plate for work and you're going to have to take off my plate for kids or vice versa, depending on the day. Because even if you look at like for a lot of us who have kids and our kids are going back to school and you look at how we're going to balance our schedule, I mean, we still have to operate our business. So there are going to be days where you have to go in and do things that you can only do in the office. And there are going to be days that I have to go in and only do things I can do in the office.
1: And we have to be OK with it. Um, we have to give ourselves permission to be OK with it. Our kids are going to miss the first two to four days of school because um, our school is opening earlier than the rest of the schools around us. So we will be within the two week window where we have to quarantine because we're going to be going out of state prior to that. And at first I was really upset. And then I said, you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm not going to make it a big deal. He's nothing's going to change if they're in that if they're in that building or they're working remotely they can still work remotely but they're not going to be in for the first two days of in-person check-in and maybe that's a better thing you know let's see how the first two days goes before i throw them in with the other kids yeah
0: it's almost a matter of you telling yourself it's gonna be okay it's not it's don't don't let yourself make a mountain out of a molehill. Don't let yourself make something bigger than it is. You know you need to sit there and and tell yourself it's it it is what it is, and I'm going to be able to get through it and not let it overtake me.
1: I saw a great quote the other day that said attitude is the difference between an ordeal and an adventure. And I'm just trying to make it all an adventure and not let it be an ordeal, even though you know you very quickly could. 2020,
0: it's an adventure. It's like uh, you know that's the marketing plan for how we're going to sell twenty twenty to the to, in our history books twenty twenty. It was an adventure. Um, so Allison, talk to me, talk to me a little bit about ways that for work items that we've been able to tell and have our employees take over or delineate some or delegate some of that work, excuse me, to them. um, What are some things that you've you've been specifically doing to help organize that for when you're probably not going to be in the office and not going to be able to do some of those things?
1: Well, I've kind of looked at the things that I do and only I can do and or not that only I can do that. Some of the things that I do that I shouldn't be doing, some of those monkeys that are on my back that probably shouldn't be mine or that... um, are cross promoted And we're just, I'm trying to have open conversations. I'm trying to, we use a system where you can schedule action items and to-dos. And I'm just trying to reschedule some of those things. I talked to my assistant who doesn't do QuickBooks now, but she has in the past. So I said, if something comes up, can you take some of those responsibilities? And I'm going to work with her. So if, God forbid, something happens, she knows how to access the program um, so that we've got a little bit more cross-training amongst um, the team.
0: And I think a lot of the things that we probably learned in the spring with how we were able to work from home a little bit more and move some things, you know, to be more remote based, um, also will kind of help us going into into this fall. And I think that nobody really, you know, you look at it now where we stand here in August, and you and you nobody really knows where it's going to end up in a couple of weeks. I'm sure we'll listen back to this episode and be like, oh, we were so naive about this or that. Um, so to help people uh, get, you know, in insp- to fill their emotional cup, to um, stay on top and keep things under control? What are are some tactics that they can take to keep themselves calm, to think about things a little bit more? What's some things that you and I do?
1: I think we debated whether we should cancel our trip or not. And we talked about the fact that we are going to interact with less people going away than we do at
0: home. We have a house that's all to ourselves that we had rented. And so- I guess we're just gonna like sit in the house and it's within walking distance, so we're gonna walk to the beach and then go back to the house and then walk to the beach. The
1: way we usually do it is is we're not really, we don't interact with a lot of people anyway. We're gonna modify some of it. Like instead of going to the ice cream place, we're gonna make ice cream Sundays that day, the day we usually schedule to do that. I think we're actually do some more things because I'm looking for like hiking trails and those kind of things that we can get out of the house to do, but um, yeah, so. Take a break. Think, yeah, take a break. I think that that's the, the point take a break, step away. I know we've all been in our little bubbles for so long, but find a place that's quiet that you can make your own and just have that be a little hidey spot.
0: I think one thing that people can do is, you know, when you're with your spouse and you're trying to sort all of this out is to maybe sometimes it's better to have these conversations, not while you're sitting at a table or on the couch at home or at your desks at work. Go for a walk with your significant other. Go for a walk around the block. Take a few minutes to just talk about things on a walk. You and I sometimes, and I think we've said this before on the podcast, I, I feel like sometimes we have our best conversations when we're away from our technology, we're away from our desks, and we're moving and we're walking. And I'm not sure why that is, but I think it allows us to disconnect and free our brains up. Yeah,
1: I think that your brain kind of reorganizes itself when you're doing those things and you're not there isn't the pressure of sitting across the table from each other, staring at each other about it. You know, you know, also things like if you're in a spot where you can watch the sunset or the sunrise, make a plan to just stop and do that. Or if you can see the stars, you know, lay in your backyard and just look at the stars for a little while and
0: breathe. I think what people need to remember is if you let your brain go and go nonstop and keep operating, that it does snowball on you and you start to get more, the more news you watch, the more you think about the bad thing, the bigger it's going to get in your head and go crazy. I'll give you an example today is um middle of august and one of the things that's happening today is college football is falling apart and i'm a big college football fan like i like my college football and i like to watch college football and today all of the conferences are starting to cancel and are they going to play are they not going to play and i'm letting myself get immersed by it and consumed by it and all i've been thinking about you know today is like oh this college football thing's gonna fall apart what am i going to do and it's it's an example of where I just need to stop and disconnect for a little bit from it and think about something else or take a break and go for a walk.
1: Yeah, I really like to um, read just silly, cheap reads, you know, that I are totally not based in fact. And you can just imagine immerse yourself in the book and just get away. So reading a good book is always a good time. I used to say take a break and go out with a friend. If you're doing something one-on-one with a friend, that's still a good option idea like just don't go to somewhere real crowded and just be sure to wear your mask.
0: (laughs) I think that's uh those are you know those are the things you really need to do and you need to take a little bit of time and think about what is important for that moment and don't let yourself don't let yourself get consumed by the thing that's stressing you out and if you have 20 things coming at you at one time Take the time to just sit there and don't let them all weigh on your shoulders at the same time. Wouldn't you say that?
1: Yeah. And focus on only the things that you can do. I wrote down my list today and it was so overwhelming. And I just kind of went through and I picked one thing at a time. And I was shocked at how much I actually got done and off my list. But do something that will give you a small win. It'll make you feel better.
0: And do something that makes you feel good, that inspires you, that gives you a break if that's playing a musical instrument or singing in your car or going for a run. Make that time for yourself during all of this. And yes, it's hard sometimes with the social distancing and the things that are going on, but you know, make sure that you you do take that time and, and do that for yourself. All right, everybody, thanks for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget, find us online. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at BizMarried. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Married with a Business. And remember, we want you to not only work on your business, but also work on your marriage because we're married with a business. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.